Welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast, the official podcast of Unstoppable Domains. Join us each week to hear from leading experts in the exciting new fields of blockchain, cryptocurrency, and the decentralized web, where we talk about the future of the internet and what that means for humans like us. Not only will this podcast help you sound super smart around your friends, but you'll also learn how you can become a pioneer in this space and help lead the charge toward a more decentralized web. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Unstoppable Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Chen, and I'm here for a very special episode today. We are doing a snake draft, which uh, for a lot of you listening from the crypto community, you might not be familiar with what a draft is or how it works. If you've never done fantasy football or fantasy sports, you might be confused about this. Basically, I've got a whole crew with me today, and we will be giving our favorite NFT picks in four different categories. And those categories are most valuable NFT project, best NFT community, best NFT artwork, and best narrative slash story around the NFT project. And I am joined today by an incredible crew. I've got um, my co-host, Matthew Gold, who you've all met before, CEO and co-founder at Unstoppable Domains. I've got Jimmy Chain, who you've all met as well. He's a product manager in DevTools at Unstoppable. I've got People Pleaser, who you all, I'm sure, already know. Um, congrats, by the way, on your Forbes thing. That's like super, super incredible. Uh, and then last but not least, I've got Matt Condon, one of the many Matts. He is the guy that microchipped his own hand in the name of NFTs. Um, and one of the NFT OGs, he helped write the ERC-721 standard. So uh, I'm sure he's got some really good picks as well. I'm actually a little nervous. I feel like these people are going to know way more projects than I do and and have some better picks. But I hope you enjoy this episode. And um, after you watch this, I want you to go on our Twitter account, at Unstoppable Web, and there's going to be a poll up there. And it's your turn now to vote for who you think won the draft. So after you watch this, listen to our picks, maybe go do some research on your own if you're curious, uh, and then go on our Twitter and vote for who won this. So let's go ahead and get started. All of you, thank you all for being here. Um, our first round is most valuable NFT project. And by the way, we randomly generated an order of the draft before this, and the order is going to go Jimmy, People Pleaser, Matt Gold, me, and then Matt Condon, and then it'll snake every round. So the next round, it'll be a reverse order, and then we'll reverse so people get a chance to go in different orders. So uh, let's kick this off. Round one, most valuable NFT project. We are starting off with Jimmy. So I get to go first, which means if for folks that are familiar with fantasy football, usually the number one pick is never that controversial. Uh, So I get to pick the CryptoPunks. Obviously, it's uh, one of the earliest NFT projects. It is pretty much the kind of representation of crypto right now in terms of its like, uh, you know, punk attitude in terms of like the pixelation. Uh, Obviously, it has a lot of provenance. It has a lot of historical value uh, in terms of what it means for the NFT and crypto community. A lot of the OG crypto folks and now a lot of the huge thought leaders in crypto uh, own punks. Uh, And so that's why I'm going to be picking it. I think it's just the most valuable project. I think in 10, 20, 50 years, it's still going to be the most valuable project. So I'm not saying anything very controversial here. Well, cool. Yeah, I I think everybody's familiar with CryptoPunks. Doesn't require too much of an explanation there. Not surprised that that is the first pick that we came out with. So second pick goes to People Pleaser. What What do you think is the most valuable NFT project? 
Well, since I can't pick CryptoPunks, honestly, right now, probably Board Ape Yacht Club. Like, I mean, the floor has gone to like 30 ETH today, so feel like there's not really a dispute there. <laughs> All right. Yep. Another uh, pretty self-explanatory pick. I think, Matt Condon, you're going to be in trouble. You're the last one to go this round. So uh, I hope you've got some some uh, some unique ones in mind that people aren't going to pick. I, I think uh, maybe, maybe. I believe in you. Next up, we've got Matthew Gold. Matt, what is your pick for the most valuable NFT project? Yeah, so I'm going to go with gaming, right? So that means I got to go with Axie Infinity. Gaming is just absolutely exploding right now. Um, I think people are sleeping on gaming. I think we're going to see lots more gaming things come out later this year. Axie's number one. They're the blue chip for gaming. It's, I think, where people are going to go if they want to get those collector's items long term. Uh, So yeah, Axie Infinity, that's my draft. Nice. Nice. I like the change of direction there. I am next to go. And so my pick is going to be Ghosts. They're spelled G-H-X-S-T. And they have really risen to the top uh, recently. They're still going up, up only, hopefully, but or not. I mean, I don't really care. I don't have a ghost, but I think they're really cool. The project is cool because each piece is like hand drawn. It's not generative art like you see most of these like NFT avatar projects where you just like have a base, you know, thing, like whether it's a penguin or a cat or whatever. And then you have all of these traits and then, you know, an algorithm automatically generates like all of these unique NFTs with ghosts. They're all individually drawn by the artist and uh, they're released one by one instead of like in a batch at first, you know, and um, I think because of that, like it, they have a really engaged community as well. And people, you know, like really pay attention to what's happening in the community and like pay attention because they want to know when the next drop is. So I think the art is pretty cool. I think the concept behind it is really cool. It's, you know, price is really high right now as well. So that's going to be my pick is for the ghosts. And then lastly, Matt Condon, what is your pick? Feeling good that nobody took this, but I also um, am saddened to use it for this round and not best narrative. I think the most valuable digital thing that one can own is a digital zone from 2017. It is the most NFT of any NFT that ever NFT'd. It is steeped in art history. It is steeped in crypto mimetic narrative. It came out before everything that matters except for punks. The idea is that it's a record to an invisible concept like NFTs and you can buy them and they were issued and it's steeped in this Eves Klein zone art history thing. I'm not going to do it justice here. And there's a hundred of them. And uh, the floor is now 120 something ETH. Um, I think a thousand is a reasonable minimum. This is the best narrative that I've ever heard. And I really, really dig narrative uh, as the like driving narrative and driving meaningfulness for an object. I'm sad to use it for most valuable uh, and not most uh, like the best narrative story. Um, But I do think that those are just perfectly correlated. I totally knew you were going to pick that by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I totally knew when you were like, oh, I don't think anyone's going to take this. I was like, I know exactly what you're going to pick. You were a merciful God for not saying it. <laughs> okay. So the good news is you can't repeat a pick in the same round, but you can repeat a pick in a future round. You can't repeat your own pick in a future round. So like you couldn't pick digital zones for multiple rounds, but somebody else could pick digital zones for a different round. That's fair. Okay. I've got some other thoughts in mind for the best narrative. Okay. 
Can't wait to hear. Cool. All right. So that concludes round one. We have uh, CryptoPunks by Jimmy. We've got um, Board Ape Yacht Club from People Pleaser. Matt G picked Axie. I picked Ghosts. And then finally, Digital Zones. That is a solid round. I'm actually surprised that we don't have um, Autoglyphs in there. Yeah. Or Art Blocks is something that I was maybe expecting to hear as well. Or any Art Blocks. Yeah. That's true. If you think of art blocks as a collaborative or like a group. Oh, trust me. Autoglyphs will come back. <laughs> that's, in, that's in our back pocket. Yeah. Autoglyphs are iconic. 100%. Yeah. Or um, Matt, you're in a gaming. Parallel was probably a close second in your book, right? If somebody picked Axie. Yeah, so actually, I would. That's a very strong contender. So, uh, but you guys had already picked up CryptoPunks and Board Ape Yacht Club. So I didn't think that both of those would go in the first two. So I had to go with uh, what what came to mind. That was actually for sure. All right, awesome. So let's go ahead and get round two started. Round two is the best NFT community on Discord slash Twitter. So as we all know, you know, a lot of people are like, why the hell are people paying millions of dollars for a JPEG? And a lot of what surrounds NFTs is this like social element of it. It's like this aspect of community. And so that's that's something really important that we wanted to touch upon. So this round we're picking the best, the strongest NFT community. Um, and Matt Condon, you get to start start us off this round. Very good. These days, I'm less involved in the like gigantic communities that are like a fire hose of activity. And so to that point, I think my favorite right now is the Def Beef uh, Discord, just because, and for those who may or may not know, Def Beef is a really cool generative artist, um, really pushed the boundary of the whole NFT medium time and time again. Um, really good stuff. And their Discord is just filled with pretty pretty cool conversation on generative art and nfts and all that stuff so definitely not the like incredible deluge of community and outpouring of joy that you see in a lot of other uh discords but very very uh fun to be around nice very nice solid pick all right i am next to go my pick is going to be and jimmy is gonna kill me for this my pick is cool cats I think the Cool Cats community just has been everywhere. Like if you're on, if you're on Twitter at all, there's no way that you don't see like at least 50 Cool Cats tweets per day. The community is everywhere. They do so many like community calls all the time. There's like people with Cool Cats shirts, like merch, all this stuff. Um, yeah, Jimmy's like glaring at me right now or it looks like it and he can probably explain the community a lot better than i can but i just think this is a solid pick because i think the cool cats community is like what has boosted it to the price that it's at today is like largely largely dependent on how strong their community is that wasn't my pick so you're good what <laughs> whoa okay or maybe i'm just doing psyops oh well next up is uh matt gold what is your pick so I just want to preface this by saying I don't like this question, right? <laughs> because because I've actually learned something different in every single one of these communities that I've been in. Um, I am going to have to give credit uh, to uh, Pudgy Penguins, though, because I think that they actually got me excited about NFTs. Um, and I've been on the sideline 
for a while watching a lot of these art projects and they just brought in thousands of new people to this to the nft scene um just through everyone changing their profile picture to a penguin and, and creating the memes and everything like that and i like that i like the lighter side of crypto so that made me very happy to see that uh and some of the tweets were pretty funny like vitalik's tweet like he's worried about the concentration of penguins in antarctica like things like this i just thought it was fun to kind of see the community get engaged uh so i gotta give it to the pudgy penguins i could shout out like 10 other communities that i've learned so much from uh so uh, but i'm this one's recent and i think on people's minds so i'm, I'm I'm going to go with the penguins. Nice, nice. Got a few penguins here. So definitely uh, support that community, wrapping the community a little bit. All right, next up is People Pleaser. Well, I was going to pick penguins, but I mean, honestly, CryptoPunks, like they have such a strong community. Like even, I don't even have one, but I like browse their Discord sometimes because it's just like there's a lot of interesting stuff going on there. So good pick, good pick. Okay. And and then last but not least, Jimmy. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm going to reuse one too. I still think there's a ton of unused answers that we could have given in the last in this round, but I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to say ghosts. The ghost community is well documented in terms of just how avid they are. I think Gong Yang has done an insanely amazing job of like the gamification of his collection. So it's like, you know, you combine a Zodiac with, uh, you know, an immortal and you get something else. Uh, he's also really good about gamifying drops. And so he'll just do flash drops. He'll just go at everyone. Like, here's the link for my new release. Like everyone bid like 0.0024 ETH, right? And so it's like, you can't really bot it. And people just go crazy, right? People stay up all night for like these flash drops. Uh, and Pangang is like a meme. It's it's well-documented. Um, Gongyang has made pieces that are literally just like these like rudimentary drawings of like people like with push notifications on their iPhone saying one flash drop or something. So uh, the community is just avid. Their memes are hilarious. I think they're a pretty, pretty strong voice in the community. I think you can use ghosts for pretty much all of these categories. I definitely was community was the next category I was going to use it for if I couldn't use it for the first one. So solid, solid pick there. All right. So that wraps up round two. Just to recap round two, best NFT community. We have Matt Condon with Dead Beef, me with Cool Cats, Matt G with Pudgy Penguins, People Pleaser with Crypto Punks, and Jimmy with Ghosts. All right. So let's go ahead and dive into round three. Round three is best NFT artwork. I feel like uh, we've got an an artist amongst us. And so people pleasers probably going to the best pick in this round. She's probably going to be like, none of you know what you're talking about. I am the first to admit, I don't know art. I don't know how to value art. Yeah. I'm just going to go off of what I've heard other experts call high art and that's going to be my pick, but um, can't wait to hear people pleasers pick in this round, but we are starting off with Jimmy. Since you ended the last round, Jimmy, what is your pick for best NFT artwork? What a great introduction. I get to be the one before people pleaser. Uh, and I also <laughs> want to disclaim that I have no idea. Yeah, don't don't mess this one up. <laughs> I also want to give a disclaimer that I have no idea how to value art. So this is purely subjective uh, kind of opinion on, on what I think is, is really beautiful. I'm going to say the Art Blocks curated set Fidenzas. They're just amazing. Hard to articulate why I find them so beautiful, but they're just captivating like the the curves and like the delineation of the different like noodles. They're probably not called noodles. That's why I call them. Uh, I love them a lot. I personally don't have one, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I love Fidenzas a lot. Maybe I'll get one one day. Darn you. That was going to be my pick. 
I just listened to somebody on a podcast earlier today talk about how Fidenza is high art. And I was like, okay, I'll go with it. Don't know why, but I'll go with it. All right. I'm going to be doing some uh, some really fast Googling now as People Pleaser gives her favorite pick for best NFT artwork. I mean, art is subjective at the end of the day. You know, obviously my bias is just like my personal taste. Um, I am by no means an art expert, <laughs> but... I feel like this project is maybe more like up and coming, so not that many people know about it yet. It's called Omnimorphs, and it's done by this really, really amazing artist, like Daniel Taylor, who's like, I think he has like a lot of followers on Instagram or something, which is no surprise because his art is amazing. And the, you know, the like, I think it's a profile picture project, but the art itself actually like reflects his style, which is very much like, Mobius like influence it's got he's like a 2d illustrator but it's like a very like sci-fi like futuristic but at the same time like like retro style which is really cool so that's my pick nice solid pick I'm not familiar with that one so I definitely have to go check it out and then I'm gonna go and tell everyone that Omnimorphs is the best art piece out there All right, next up in this round, we've got Matt Gold. What's your pick for best NFT artwork? I'm absolutely blanking on this one right now. I am not a modern artist. This is a very, like, I'm not an art person. This is a very tough call for me. I'm just going to have to dig into my personal collection here and see what I've got, right, based on my own opinions. Well, maybe we'll see if this is correct in the future, but I'm going to go with uh, Punk's comics. I think that, like, I really like the comic book, like, kind of art form, and I'm excited about what they're going to be putting out over the next, uh, you know, next couple of years. And so uh, we'll see. Uh, I guess that's maybe a bet a little bit on the future, uh, but that's what I'm going to go with. I was half expecting you to say Pudgy Penguins, but Punk's comics, I have to check that one out. Okay, and then next up is is me. So since Jimmy stole my pick, I am going to go with another Art Blocks project. This is Renacita by a guy called Stefano. It's like a more abstract, I would say, sort of rendering. Well, you you know what? Let me just read his description. Uh, Renacita is the legacy of Ascenza, rebirth through epiphany, a celebration of gratitude, joy, and family, and a sudden awareness of the raw greatness of life. So yeah, that's, um, that's how it makes me feel too when I look at it, I think. And I just think it looks really nice. Definitely go uh, Google it, Artblocks Renacita, if you haven't seen it. I like the like wispy lines on it and how it looks like kind of abstract and open to interpretation. And lastly, we've got Matt Condon. Catch me aping the Renacitas after this. This is really, really hard because I think that's one of the coolest thing that's happened over the last three years is that all of this art that otherwise didn't have a home, right? All this like NFT medium gave it a place to live. And in that way, like so many cool things have been done and not just visually or audially, but also art in the conceptual sense and art in the like performative sense. There's just so much good stuff. One of the things that I think a lot about when I think about digital art is where it lives um, in my life. And in that way, um, obviously, Twitter profile pictures are one way that art can live in your life. But the other that I found that I quite like is screensavers. And Harm Van Dorpel is a really iconic name in the space. Back in, goodness, I think it's 2013, made an, a Bitcoin-based screensaver 
what is today uh, a semi-fungible token and sold it to a museum. And that screensaver, I think, is one of the coolest pieces of art because it lives in my life unlike anything else. It's called Event Listeners. Event Listeners. Very cool. Yeah. Highly recommended you check it out. It's it's the first NFT or crypto art. I'm not sure what the the label is for it, but it's the first one sold to a museum, which is really neat. Very cool. Very cool. Solid. Okay. So that concludes round three for best NFT artwork. We have Jimmy with Art Blocks Fidenza, People Pleaser with Omnimorphs, Matt G with Punks Comics, me with Art Blocks Renesita, and Matt Condon with Event Listeners. Solid round. And now on to our fourth and final round. This round is all about the best narrative or story around the NFT project. And since uh, we ended last round with Matt Condon, we'll be kicking this round off with Matt. Go for it. Wow. Such power to pick the first one. It's really tough to call this. I already mentioned the digital zones. So I think I will introduce um, the one we talked about previously, which is autoglyphs because autoglyphs were the first piece of fully on-chain uh, art. It's a zero-dependency piece of art. It is, again, steeped in art history, Solowit and the sort of whole background of um, instructional art and the idea that the physical medium of a piece is not the art. It is more broadly the narrative and the people who think about the art and what they think about it that is that centralizing force. And so in the Solowit case... Uh, the actual like painting on the wall is not the art. The instructions for the painting are the art. And in the same way, an autoglyph is those instructions encoded into a smart contract. And so in that way, it is really, really cool. And it's just that first, it's that first like poke that shows you the wide future ahead. It's just so, it's going to be so iconic for like how people, it's just digital art kind of, and especially generative art. Uh, starts there. Awesome. I am next, I believe. Yep. And I'm going to recycle an old pick. I'm going with Digital Zones for this one. And for anybody listening and trying to Google this, the full name is Digital Zone of Immaterial Pictorial Sensibility, also known as IKB. Yep. Very confusing things. So uh, those are your Google search terms. I picked this one for best narrative or story because this was one of the very first NFT projects ever that started back in 2017, actually on August 30th of 2017. I believe this podcast is uh, going live on August 30th. So the day that you hear this is going to be the four-year anniversary of Digital Zones, uh, which is pretty exciting. So Digital Zones was created by uh, this guy called Mitchell F. Chan. And he basically created this as like an experiment. I mean, Matt covered some of it earlier. Um, but I think like a cool thing about this is he created this as an experiment, I think, to like in an oversimplified way, basically to like show whether NFTs have value if the price is not like sky high. So with every NFT that you buy, half of that ETH gets burned as like part of this experiment. I think there's also like a really long paper on this. Like I want to say like, isn't it like 20 or 30 pages, Matt? Do you know? Yeah, he it's like a 30 page PDF that he released and then like one person read it. Um, and then the project sat there in obscurity um, until recently. Yeah, so you can find it on OpenSea. There are only 55 on OpenSea, I believe. 
yeah, there's only 55 items on OpenSea, but there are actually 100. There were um, 101 that were created initially. One of them was burned, so now there's 100. And that's part of the art, too, that one that was burnt. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then the 55 that you see on OpenSea are the ones that have been wrapped, which is why you can see them on OpenSea. And then another cool thing about this project is that uh, Mitchell basically like identified a new shade of blue, like named it something, I forget what, and made that the property of the NFT that like makes it so valuable. So like the idea that you can sort of just like say like, oh, this is like a shade of blue and I'm going to make that valuable as like a property that's going to, you know, set the floor price. What is the floor on the floor on OpenSea right now is 140 ETH. Um, oh, we're up to 140. Wow, that was different an hour ago. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm sure by the time this goes live, it'll be even higher wow. than that. But at the time of recording, it's 140 ETH floor on OpenSea. So uh, anyway, yeah, Digital Zones, that's my pick for best narrative or story. And then up next, we have Matt Gold. What is your pick? Yeah, so I'm going to go for a historic project as well. I think that the older projects of the space actually have, uh, you know, they have the history already baked in, and I think they're really attractive. And uh, I actually have a personal connection to this project, and it is uh, Lunar Plots. And this was launched back in October 20th, 2017. Uh, this was also before the ERC-721 standard was well known, uh, but it was actually based on a part of the ERC-721 uh, standard. And I actually bought a moon plot on October 21st, 2017. Uh, and, you know, because I like to play around with all the new things in the NFT space. It, this project just recently got resurrected in the past month. A lot of these, there's a whole group of NFT archaeologists who are going back in time. There's some really great posts on this. Um, we'll make sure to, to include the notes uh, that you guys can go read about the, the history of NFTs and how they've evolved over time. So this one, I you know, have a personal connection to. What's even cooler is the dev came back. The developer for this project is actually coming back to work on this project again. I reached out to him. Uh, I actually uh, chatted with him online in the last 24 hours, and uh, he's a big people pleaser fan. So he's happy. He's happy that we're on we're on here today with her. But yeah, I think it's great. So they let me. I want to take one little clip here from this is from a Medium post from 2017, and this is why I really like this project, and this is why I was excited about it four years ago. But this is the planned improvements section, right? Everyone had a white paper and a roadmap back in 2017, and he's like, I'm adding metadata to these contracts uh, so that you can add a custom description to each plot. And I actually went back and looked at mine and I named mine Moonbase, of course. Uh, and then he also allowed for subdivisions. Now you have to remember the uh, these lunar plots are before Decentraland, right? So this is, uh, I think there was one or two other projects that had land in them, maybe three or four around this time, but it's one of the very first land projects. And I thought that was really cool. He already thought about subdividing those uh, properties. Governance, he actually mentions this, right? And he doesn't use the word DAO. I actually don't know when, I, I guess he, he could have done this, but he wanted to develop a democratic governance system for the lunar, uh, for the lunar plots uh, and then transfer ownership of the contract to the community, right? And so this is exactly a DAO. And this is four years ago. We're still working on these now. Um, 
and then the other thing that he did, which was really innovative at the time, was make a 3D image of the NFT that you were buying. So I don't know if this is the first 3D image NFT, right? And the way that he did it originally, the NFT was the entire moon, and then you could scroll around to uh, find your specific plot, right? Because they didn't have OpenSea in the pretty images yet. And then today they've re redone it where you can wrap it on, put it in OpenSea, and you can see it. Uh, but they he used NASA footage, right, right from 1994, so that you actually get a surface area like picture of, of the moon. And then, of course, going to the moon is big in crypto. It was really big back in the 2017 ICO days. This is my uh, contender for the project with the story. And actually, I think this story is just getting rekindled now. And maybe in a couple of weeks, we'll see even more things happening uh, with Lunar Token from 20, October 2017. Very cool. It's sort of like the OG virtual lands, like before Decentraland and crypto voxels, which is everybody, what everybody knows today. Cool, cool. All right. Next up, we have People Pleaser for your favorite uh, narrative or story around the NFT project. I like Proof of Beauty. I think I heard about this project maybe like a few months ago. But I mean, like I'm surprised it hasn't like picked up more because I, I think it's really cool basically for people who don't know what it is, is like you can take a, a TX um, like transaction from you know, like anywhere, basically. And then I think um, they then they generate like an art piece um, based on the, the TX that you feed. And so you can basically like document like historical moments in like, you know, on the blockchain and then have it be presented in like an art way. I remember somebody like tagged me in the one where I think the TX of Pleaser Dow like winning the X times Y equals K piece but that, like that already belongs to someone else. But I was like, oh, that would have, and the one that it generated, like they're all like really cool looking, you know, it's like, it's not like, you know, like it's like, it actually looks like an art piece. Like I can imagine it in my like living room in my home or something. And I'd be like, how cool would it be? I mean, obviously I don't own this piece because somebody else owns it, but like how cool would it be if like in the future my house, like somebody comes and they're like, see this massive piece on my wall. They're like, what is this? I'm like, well, back in my day, like, you know, the story behind like this art would be so cool. Um, so yeah, I really like what they're doing and I hope, you know, maybe in my life there will be more iconic moments so I could be the first to snag the proof of beauty of that one. I love it. I love proof of beauty. It's such a cool project. Also, I love that back in my day, I feel like in like 10 years, like what you're doing is still going to be cutting edge and <laughs> there's not going to be a need for like back in my day. Remember when this like proof of beauty hash thing was a thing and somebody minted the transaction of my my big NFT sale or whatever. Um, cool. Yeah, I, I really like that one. We had uh, David Sun from Proof of Beauty on the podcast too to like talk all about the project. So if you guys want to learn more about that, go check out episode 32 with David Sun from Proof of Beauty. Cool. All right. And then last Lee, we have Jimmy with your favorite, uh, your nar favorite narrative or story around an NFT project. So I'm going to give kind of like a atypical answer. I'm actually going to say Cool Cats. Uh, and so if you go into the Cool Cats Discord, there's a channel called Origins. And it was basically like the all the content on this channel was curated by the artist. His name's Klon before the project was even live. And it's basically a timeline of like, his whole relationship with the blue cat that's now the logo for cool cats and so he actually created cool cats or the blue cat for cool cats uh, in in 2013 so about eight years ago 
and so this was something that he was like sitting on for a while and it's actually been through a ton of iterations and many of you like may not know this but it's actually been featured in like a good amount of stuff it was actually in a mural uh, featured in bonnaroo in 2015 and so the blue cat has been like with Klon for a significant portion of his life and he's been like iterating on a design so you know the blue cat that you see in his like sketchbook doodle in 2013 is obviously very different than the cool cat base that you see now but you can see the progression and, and through it he almost like painstakingly iterates on the perfect line weight of what the cat should be the perfect ratio of the ears the eyes uh, and so it's all very deliberate and he has a really strong emotional connection to the blue cat and it's actually really cool because in the origins chat he talks about like real world coming in and like kind of like cutting off his time or his relationship to like keep on developing blue cat so it kind of like fizzled out after a few years and he basically revisited it like earlier this year when he was thinking about doing nfts uh, and now he has a tattoo blue cat because obviously cool cats is contributed to a lot of really good news in his life and hearing Klon talk about it is like actually really emotional because it, it is really an extension of himself so uh, i think the story behind it is something that uh, i really resonate with just as like as a relationship of like your visual representation to who you who you are as a person I like it. I did not know all of that about Cool Cats. I think like there's so much like outward hype about it that I, I feel like few people actually know the backstory because everybody just sees like all these cats on Twitter and stuff. But that that is a very cool backstory. Um, so that wraps up round four. We have Matt Condon with Autoglyphs, me with Digital Zone, Matt Gold with Lunar Plots, People Pleaser with Proof of Beauty and Jimmy with Cool Cats. Very good, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me. This was not bad. We only had a few repeats. I think we had CryptoPunks twice, Ghosts, Cool Cats, and Digital Zone. I think that was those were the only repeats. Everything else was unique, and you got some like pretty obscure ones out there, like the event listener that you called out, Matt Condon. I'd never heard of that before. Definitely need to go Google. Um, oh, and then I guess we had a couple of art blocks as well, if you're going to like count those as the same project. Very cool. So I guess now we'll just leave it up to the audience, the public, to vote on who they think had the best picks. We'll put together like a cool graphic too, so it's easier for you all to visualize like who picked what. I know it's like hard to keep track of on a podcast. Um, also, if you're listening to the podcast version of this, go check out the video version on the Unstoppable Web YouTube channel because we'll be posting the actual NFT graphics on the screen. So um, if you are if you don't feel like going and Googling everything that we all said, just go watch the YouTube video and then you'll get to have a little visual up there. Any thoughts from you all about like who had the best picks, who you think people are going to... I mean, every, okay, everyone's going to vote for People Pleaser. Like I think we already know that, right? <laughs> but... <laughs> I mean, there were so many good things that... We didn't get around to talking about and five just isn't long enough. I think we should shout out some of these communities that we enjoy uh, at the end here. So I'm going to give a few just because I, I want to put them out there. So the way cards, the Gwai cards and ETH maps, that's uh, another historical project. I learned a ton from those guys by going in there and just kind of fishing around. I actually want to also shout out the uh, Board Ape Yacht Club. Like uh, there's a lot of alpha from people who are in that tribe uh, about NFTs in the space. I think uh, they are kind of like the innovative ones inside the space. And I feel like they have to be more innovative because, you know, the punks were first. I like all these communities that are 
doing more complex things with uh, NFTs where they have like, they, they're trying to work on the, you know, they have a DAO for the NFTs uh, and then maybe people are putting like a group of NFTs into a DAO and then those are being managed um, and there's some sort of uh, economic incentives around these. So we're just at the very beginning. There's a lot of projects that fit that. Um, and then uh, I guess on the artwork, I'm not the right person to shout that out. I like rocks. <laughs> so like, on, on you know, you've seen that spectrum, like the, the bell curve, like where, where you do your N NFT investing and like I'm on the rock side of that spectrum and this modern art stuff i have friends who collect it like the fidenzas and all this stuff and they're trying to explain it to me i'll get there eventually and i appreciate everyone who's dropping the knowledge uh on all these discords and twitter and everywhere else so um and, and i think competing these communities is hard to do uh, they're we're, they're all early and i think that they've just it's the most fun place to be in crypto a lot more fun than uh trading it oh certainly that's fired yeah <laughs> a circle we like the ether rocks <laughs> <laughs> I, I like things that are very simple you know that about me jimmy so, so like so ether rocks it's like right right at my speed uh but i also think another one we forgot to mention here that we should shout out for sure is beeple and then uh the guys who are building these platforms for nfts like the rareables open seas um nifty gateways of the world that have, they made it super easy for people to get in um so yeah it's, the whole space is exciting and i'm glad i got to draft with you guys because i learned about a couple projects that i'm going to go look into so i appreciate it for sure for sure anyone else have any uh honorary mentions or any other projects you want to call out that just we didn't we didn't get a chance to fit into this draft it's gonna plus one the ether rocks i get it like i saw it and i instantly <laughs> got it can you explain because i have to say i don't get it uh sure it's a rock yeah <laughs> so do you want the do you want like why it's so interesting or do you want the context behind the project no, I, I think I have the context. I just want to know why uh, why are you and a lot of other people really into the rocks? I'd like to know as well. I don't I don't know either. The the rocks kind of happened without me. It's really simple. Like there's there's really no subjectivity behind it. It's like a rock, and you no, know, there's no other way you can really slice it. Like it is a rock, right? Uh, yeah, I mean rocks. You can't really slice them. <laughs> yeah, they're too hard. It's simple to me the same way that Bitcoin is simple, right? Like Bitcoin, Bitcoin, all it does is the store value and it's not supposed to do anything more than that, right? And it's just like, that's what it's for. You can buy it, you can sell it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And the ETH rock is exactly like that. And it's got a meme because it was a pet rock. Um, so yeah, that I mean, it's it goes, it get like... I got it immediately. I guess I'm buying a rock. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. You may have to sell a kidney to buy a rock. That may not make it. Ooh. That may not be enough. <laughs> Matt, Matt Condon just wrote in his journal, "Buy I rock." Did. Today. I, that's actually <laughs> true. That's true. Word for word. <laughs> cool. Any other projects that we want to shout out? It's one of those situations where there are just so many. Thinking of one know, is hard. Right. It's like, oh, you like music? Name any song. We've got the NFT master here. Just name one NFT, one project. Uh, just one. Uh, uh, uh. Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> rocks. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Well, we can end on we can end on the rocks. Um, I think it's too late for me to buy any rocks, but uh, <laughs> Matt Condon, I'll be rooting for you, and I can't wait to see your pet rock, and um, hopefully you give it a name as soon as you get it because – um yeah i mean you have to name your pet rock right you can give it a name well it's if it's a pet rock 
Oh, I can give it a name. Yes. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Yeah. No, absolutely. Hmm. You can, if you Hmm. fractionalize it, I will be there so hard, man. Like I'll fractionalize it and we'll name the fractions pebbles or gravel. Good idea. Good idea. I shall name, I shall name it Rocky Balboa. That's it. That's all I got. The ticker. Yeah. Can't wait to meet him. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining me in this inaugural draft. If people like this, we're happy to do it again. We'll bring on some more uh, cool NFT people. Go and vote on Twitter for your who you thought won the draft. Please have mercy on the rest of us. Don't just vote for people pleaser because everybody loves people pleaser. Don't just vote for Matt because he sacrificed his own body in the name of NFTs. Um, the Me, Matt G, and Jimmy have uh, hopefully some interesting things to say as well. So give us a give us a shot is all I'm saying. And then make sure you go and follow everybody too. I've got uh, people pleasers, just people pleaser on Twitter. Matt Condon is one of the many mats, the number one um, of the many mats. Matthew Gold is Matthew E. Gold. And then Jimmy is 0x Jim. Go shout everybody out and uh, tell them what you think about their picks. And yeah, thanks everybody for being here. Thank you everyone for tuning in. And we'll be back again soon with another episode of the Unstoppable Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Unstoppable Podcast. If something we said today resonated with you, please rate, subscribe, and download our podcast and share this episode on social media with your network. And remember, the fun doesn't have to stop when the episode ends. You can continue this conversation with us on Twitter by tweeting your questions, thoughts, and ideas to Unstoppable Web. We look forward to chatting with you and thanks again for listening.